welcome to the Worship Story Podcast. My name is Zach Barker. Today's episode is another song devotional or a song devotional. Yeah, I said it. We're all thinking it. Uh, these short episodes are uh, where I'll walk through the lyrics of a song as a devotional to worship God. And I hope that these short podcasts can be a resource for my congregation at my church to deepen their understanding of the songs that we sing. And I pray that it can do the same for you. So use this as a devotional today. Stick around to the end because I'll play the full song for you to worship along with. So today, let's look at 10,000 Reasons by Matt Redman. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. song was written in 2011 by Jonas Mirren and Matt Redman and recorded by Matt Redman on his album 10,000 Reasons, same name. Okay, this is one of those songs that feels timeless. And that's a big word. That's high praise. But it's almost 10 years old now, but it's still being played weekly in churches around the world. And uh, this isn't uh, hyperbolic. I really think that this song will be around 50 years from now. Um, that's that's saying a lot. That's a big deal. This is Amazing Grace level. It's a pantheon <laughs> congregational worship songs. And it should be. Um, for worship leaders, it's such a great tool to have in uh, in the toolbox because it can be played in so many different occasions. And it can be played instrumentally in more of a, a huge celebration kind of setting, a beginning of a worship service, a you know welcoming God in adoration, uh, or it can be played in a more reverent, meditative state. Um, I have led this song in big, you know, fun settings uh, where the you know just big energy and wanting to create this, you know, heavenly chorus on earth, right? That's kind of the aim. Um, And I've also led this song at funerals and memorials. And not many songs can claim that ability to be able to play kind of on the wide spectrum of worship settings. In sports, it's kind of like the super sub that can come off the bench at any moment and help your team out. It's just ready. It's there. Uh, so again, this is such a unique type of song. And that's why I really think that, uh, this song will last for such a long time in, in the church's, uh, just existence. And one of the reasons for that is that it feels like a hymn, the structure and the cadence gives it a sense of nostalgia. Like it's a much older song. In my history of leading it, um, a lot of people from the, shall we say, him generation, ahem, uh, believe that it is some hidden song that was like lost in their hymnals from back in the day. They, it just feels like it's an older song. That's how transcendent 
the musicality of this song is. Um, a drummer that used to play with me all the time said that Redmond only writes songs that are singable by anyone. And I've never forgotten that comment. And honestly, I think about that a lot when I'm deciding when and how to introduce new songs to my church. And this song is one that in any new setting that I go to, it, it's always on the list, right? It's always in the song bank of I know that 10,000 Reasons is just, it can be played in so many different places and it just speaks exactly to what we're there for. So I usually have this in the hopper, ready to go, um, especially when I lead in new places that aren't my home church. So let's walk through the lyrics of this song for a couple minutes. It starts off with the chorus. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O my soul, worship his holy name. Sing like never before. O my soul, I'll worship your holy name. Right off the bat, this song begins in a posture of worship. It's taken almost directly from Psalm 103. It says, praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. This song is an immediate call to action, not of just our physical bodies, but of our souls, the spirit inside of us reconnecting to lift high the holy name of God. And I love that phrase, bless the Lord. It's weird thinking that the God of the universe, the creator of everything, that his creations can be a blessing to him. But it's true. He delights in our prayers. And so that phrase, bless the Lord. I love that. Just starts with it. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And after that first chorus goes into verse 1. And this first verse reminds our hearts that each day, belongs to the Lord, encouraging us to wake up and begin to sing our song of gratitude back to God, and that no matter what occurs today, that we end our day still singing the same song. The words are, the sun comes up, it's a new day dawning, and it's time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the evening comes. This is the daily devotional verse. It's beautiful imagery of acknowledging God is worthy of our praise, no matter what our daily circumstances bring. What a great reminder that it's a new day dawning and it's time to sing your song again. The assumption that we have been doing this daily and should be doing this and that we want our souls to sing like never before um, and that we would continue no matter what happens that day. Then after another chorus, verse two, you're rich in love and you're slow to anger. Your name is great and your heart is kind. For all your goodness, I will keep on singing 10,000 reasons for my heart to find. Verse two is the characteristics of God verse, or the case for praising God verse, if you will. Shout out, Lee Strobel. Uh, I like that these words come after we've sung the chorus twice already. We've already been praising him, blessing him. And then these words just double down on the why behind it. 
In fact, you'll notice that each verse of this song, and there's three of them, each verse is its own little reason for why our God is worth being praised. Three verses, three reasons, 10,000 reasons. I see you, Matt. I see what you're doing. Uh, verse three, after another chorus and an instrumental, verse three comes in as sort of the, the bridge section with stripped down instrumentation to really accentuate the lyrics, which are, and on that day when my strength is failing, the end draws near and my time has come. Still my soul will sing your praise unending. 10,000 years and then forevermore. And it makes sense that this song or this verse would have kind of this more uh, a breakdown section or a, a bridge section of you owed, something different than, than how the other sections of the song have, have felt because this verse, verse three, it, it's what I call the legacy verse. And that claims that we will not only praise him for all our days in these aging physical bodies, but that we will get to continue to do so for eternity in our new home in heaven with him. Without saying it, it implies that we desperately want to accomplish what we sang back in verse one about daily singing about the worth of God for our whole lives. And then the tag at the end of verse three, just declaring forevermore at the top of our lungs is such a great emotional hook to declare the words of the chorus once again. And then the song just ends with that, I'll worship your holy name. I'll worship your holy name. So the chorus of this song uses the phrase, sing like never before, as if each day our song of worth about God needs to grow upon the last day, that our, our worship is never complete or that our souls should never be satisfied with yesterday's praise. Every day we're given more and more reasons that he's worthy of praise. But if we're honest with ourselves, do we see it? Do we allow that to change our daily song? And so my challenge to you today is to become the narrator in this song. Each verse is a challenge that we should be aiming for, to daily worship no matter what our circumstances bring, to have a deeper focus on who God is and his worthiness to be praised, and a call to run the race of discipleship, not only singing today, but that we would commit to every day until we are singing with him on the other side of glory. And so may your praise today be sung like never before.
Thank you. 